if you're here, so I know you're blessed. We're doing the uh, 16 deadly deeds. Remember that? And we're talking about things that weapons that Satan can use to hinder us in our spiritual growth. And one of these is distraction. This distraction is, is something that we've all had happen to us in some part of our lives, but sometimes we don't get it. Some of the things and some of the people in our lives distract us from doing a God thing. And some, let me tell you something, a lot of you won't understand this, but I'm gonna help you with this, okay? Sometimes a good thing will distract you from doing a God thing. You want me to say it again? Say it again. Sometimes a good thing will distract you from doing a God thing. Make sure you understand that. There's a good thing every now and then that you need to take a break and rest. You know where I'm going from this one, right? You need to take a break, you know, and take some time off. That's a good thing. But it's not a God thing unless God tells you you need to take some time off and rest. Are you with me? So I'm going to make sure you get this clear. It's a good thing, good thing to rest and to take off and say that I'm not going to do the work that I usually do today. I mean, that's a good thing. But it's not a God thing unless the Holy Spirit tells you to take off today. There was one of my favorite characters, uh, well, great warrior, great warrior, great general, and his name was David. All right? And David was supposed to go to the battlefield, but he thought he would take a day off. All right? Remember, we are talking about being distracted. And so he said, he thought, well, it's okay for me to take a day off because I fought many, many battles, and it's okay for me to get a little rest. You ever done that? Just say, I just need to get a little rest. And so what he done was he just got him a little rest, which is nothing wrong with it. That's a good thing. All right? And, but then after he got a little rest, he got up and went out on the, the deck. <laughs> and what happened? One evening, he got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. Which is, which is, you know, when I get up in the mornings when it's nice weather, I go out on the deck and just walk around or I sit down and watch the sun come up and it's really a good thing. And so it's normal. David, he done it many times. It ain't the first time he got up, you know, and he got up and he walked, got out there and he done what? From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. Oh. Oh, now this is what this good thing gonna turn into here. So from the roof, <laughs> he saw this woman bathing, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of timing is that? Yeah, right? So when he saw this woman bathing, which is okay, because I know what he's gonna do. So he saw this woman bathing, you just, you know, you turn around going back in, or you sit down, because he knows that that's not the thing he ought to be doing. What did he do? Well, the woman was very beautiful. Oh, my goodness. 
So David sent someone to find out about her. So the woman was very beautiful. And so instead of David going back in, remember? A good thing is rest, but it was, it was, it's not a God thing unless God tells you. So what's done happened here, listen to me very careful. David done what? He looked at her and she was very beautiful. And see, sometimes when we go in churches, we sit in church, we don't want to be real as Christians, you know. You can be a Christian, but there's still certain things that can get you distracted. And David was a good man. He loved the Lord. He was a God man. But he got up and seen this woman bathing, okay? And men, come on now. And women, too. Look at, you've seen this, I mean, this beautiful, beautiful woman. Could be a man, but this is a woman, this beautiful woman bathing. And what he should have done is sat on down and went back to the kitchen and got some coffee. <laughs> but instead of that, he sent for her. Mm-hmm. He sent for her and brought her in, just wanted to get to know her. You understand where the scripture is going with this? Mm-hmm. You see, remember, a distraction. We're getting into a distraction here, folks. He's going to get, he's going to get distracted here. He got distracted because he looked upon a beautiful woman bathing him instead of going to the battlefield like he usually does. He took time off. Now, God will give you time off, but if when God gives you time off, there will be nothing there to distract you. But when you take time off, there can be something there to distract you. And, you know, we get in church, we get all sanctified and all this. And all of us in here, men, help me out. We might, we have to be careful what we look at. You see? Now, uh, some of you, there's always something that could, that could look at you and, and entice you. Now, most of you men, if you saw a beautiful woman called Portia, you would look at her and it could, it could bother you, okay? Now, I could get away from Portia, but I could look up on Porsche. I'm a car guy. <laughs> Same thing, covenant. Mm-hmm. See, there ain't no little sins, big sins, right? So David done this, and I'll just tell the rest of it. David done this, and guess what he done? The next thing he done, he was talking to her. The next thing he done, he had a sexual intercourse with her. And the next thing, he, after that, she gets pregnant. You all have heard the story. And he brings uh, one of his great soldiers in, which was her, his wife, okay? And David tries to put it on him, but he was so low to David, he would not go home. He stayed there. And so David had his general to put him on the front line to get killed, right? You all know the story. You've seen the story. All right, and he gets killed, and this is what happens, okay? Stay with me. He got distracted. It all started with his eyes. Eve got distracted with what? With her eyes. You got to be careful when you you get distracted. So David got distracted. He went from from fornication to adultery to murder. It's the book. And he was at the God's own. He loved the Lord. But I don't care how much you love the Lord. And this is what upsets me about folks outside of church. When they talk about, well, people in the church, are, there's a lot of hypocrites in the church. They ought to be. It's like a lot of sick people in the hospital, right? Sometimes the church ain't the safest place. You see, you have to have the spirit of discerning, right? You see, and some of us in here, there's, like it or not, every one of us in here, there's something if we're not careful with, if we look upon it too long, we'll get distracted. All right? And he got distracted, and of course, he, you know, he gets the person killed, and this, the soldier killed, and I'm trying to get through the story so we can get to the, the main thing I want to talk about. And then David's prophet comes to him and said, David, there was one man who had a thousand sheep, I don't know if it might have a thousand, and one had one. And the man that had 
a thousand, stoned the one that had one. What should be done? And David was angry and mad and said, surely this man should die. And the prophet Nathan, I think, said, you the man. And the story is the baby died, you all know that. But I'm trying to get us all to understand in here, you have to be careful of what is a good thing and a God thing. Do you make sense? Mm -hmm. the, the, so what we're going to do here is we want to talk about being distracted. If he had went on to war like he was supposed to go to war, and not got, he would never got distracted. All right? God will never put you in a place where you get distracted. All right? Do you understand what I'm saying? There are people who are good people who are being incarcerated uh, today, right now, incarcerated to the day because they got, in, they got distracted for one time. I didn't know, you know, there are people that's in their grave because somebody got distracted driving a car, all right? So we, we, we got to pay attention. I mean, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially and everything, we got to be careful not to get distracted. Is that what we're talking about? Yep. And so we want to make sure that we understand what that is. And it doesn't matter. It, it, it really upsets me when I hear about people in positions and titles when something happens and people get all caught up. And I didn't think that no, as long as you are in this flesh, you have to, we have to be, no matter what I'm, you're up here or back there ushering, all right? As long as you're in the flesh, you have to be careful of what can distract you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so that's what we're going to talk about, distraction. All right, here we go. Yes, distraction is to create conflict or confusion. And distraction can create conflict and confusion. Mm -hmm. It can happen in a relationship. The relationship can go really good and you're doing real good, and then all at once somebody gets distracted by something else outside of that relationship, and it causes confusion. Mm -hmm. Do you understand where I'm coming from? All right, because we want to be real over this church. We don't want to just be sitting around over here. You see, you, uh, how many people, none of y'all in here because y'all are very wise and, and very knowledgeable, but how many people were doing very good with their life? They were doing very, very good doing the things they needed to do. They were happily married and things were going very well and somebody got distracted. It don't have to be on about another person. It can be finance, it can be, yes, it can be job. And it can take you away from what you're supposed to be as a husband or a wife or a mother or a father. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. People have lost their jobs that were good, but they got distracted. You understand what I'm, y'all understanding? Because I want to make sure that we understand what can happen to us. As long as we're in the flesh, we have to be aware of what is real and what is not real. We can get distracted. Mm -hmm. All right? That's okay? Right. You ought to be up here sometimes. Brother West, bless him, he's watching me now. He had spoke, years ago one time he spoke, and he was saying, Pastor, I don't like doing it, but I'll do it if you need me to do it. Because he got up here and seen folks yawning, folks talking, folks coming in late, and all that stuff. <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, that's true. And folks, it's, it's, you get distracted from doing what you're supposed to be doing. All right? Okay. Causes confusion of thoughts or feelings. And see, wait a minute, you can get distraction, and then the next thing you know, your thoughts and your feelings go some other direction. You see, are you with me? Mm -hmm. All right. An example of distraction is their endless chatter drove me to distraction. And there's some folks that just keep talking. Mm -hmm. They talk, they just keep talking and chattering and it just gets you distracted. 
You understand what I'm talking for? Mm -hmm. Okay. Distraction also prevents or directs away someone from giving full attention to something else. And that happens all the time. Yeah. It takes your attention away from something you need to be focused on. You understand it? Your job takes, if you're not careful, it will distract you and it'll take your attention away from being the husband, the wife, the mother, the father. Are y'all with me? It's, it's, very, it's very difficult. And all of these things I'm talking about up here, people are dealing with them every day. There is a, it, you can be distraction. I haven't drove one time when I haven't seen an accident that could have happened or one that I could have been in. Because the worst thing that ever happened to humanity is cell phones. Mm -hmm. Folks is looking down and, and used to honk your horn, but you don't want to do that now because you're liable to get shot. You see, but you see, yeah. But people are going, they're distracted, all right. And so you, you see what I'm talking about. And so we have to pay attention to what's going on and stay focused. It's a hard thing to do it, but you got to stay focused. Listen to me. I'm looking at some of you all in here. Look at your, you, so you beautiful people in here, some beautiful people in here, some very nice, some of y'all probably got some great relationships in here, great marriages in here. Let that thing get distracted. Because once you get it distracted and a, a bunch of chatter gets in there, the next thing you know, you got confusion and chaos. Are you with me? Amen. All right. Distraction can keep us from thinking about the real problem. Yeah, and distraction can keep us from thinking about the real problem. Mm -hmm. You want me to help you out? Help us out. All of us in here got some issues we need to work on. All of us got some issues we need to work on in here. You see? And we need to be careful that we don't get distracted and not work on those things because if you don't work on those things, they'll work on you. Amen? Amen. All right. Some examples of external distractions are visual triggers. And, and, and we know what that can do. Mm -hmm. You get them looking at something, and it can trigger something. Amen. Now, listen to me. When computers first came out, because y'all know I'm more of a teacher, right? When everybody look at me. When computers first came out, when you could look up stuff, the number one thing, listen to me very careful, that was hindering pastors was pornography. It was the number one thing. Ask me why. Why? They could do it in their office. They could hide. That was the number one thing. I think it was in the 80s when it came out. You see? So it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's always something there that can distract you. Doesn't matter about your title. Doesn't matter about your position. There are people who love people who wind up getting a divorce, still love them, but they got distracted. Mm -hmm. Right? The graveyard is full of folks because somebody got distracted. That's how important this message is. Mm -hmm. And I want you to get it, and I'm going to take my time getting it to you. All right? Social interactions. Social interactions, yes, and that's the worst thing. Mm -hmm. You see, you become like the people you're around. All right, keep going. Music. Music. I have never understood how somebody can drive down the street and I'm upstairs and listening to their music. <laughs> they gotta be distracted in there. You understand? And then some of the music that people listen to 
can distract you. Okay. All right. All right. I would go further, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Text but, messages. Do what? Text messages. It is what? Distracts. Distract. And you, you, you know that uh, the social media is the wild, wild west for cowards anyway. You see, because folk, folk will text stuff that they won't say to their face. Yes. Yeah, they will. Yes. Yeah, they will. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, they will. They'll text things they won't say to somebody's face. Yes. All right? But it can be a, it can be a distraction. All right? Now, you all are not going to do it, and I think it's a little much, but the psychologists are saying that you should only be on your cell or whatever phone is 30 minutes a day. Now, that's not going to work in this society, but uh, look at the children, how many children are getting all caught up and getting distracted from doing what they need to do, their homework or doing the things they need to do because we use those to babysit them. Right. All right. Okay. And also phone calls. Okay, that's, that's no. my day, phone yes. calls. Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. Some internal <laughs> distractions are hunger, and hunger, and, and when you're hungry, you ever be hungry, it distracts you. Stomach growling, all right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can be hungry for fame. Mm -hmm. Hungry for power. Hungry for company. There's more than just hungry for food. That's right. All right. Fatigue. Fatigue. Ne fatigue is one of the worst things. Never get to the point where you have for too much fatigue because you let things go by. All right. You know, we should do something. We do something on every Friday. I'm using this as a parable. He comes home, one party comes home, they're used to doing it, the other party's ready to go. We used to go, but I'm tired. Well, when we do it next week? And it's letting somebody down. And then they get distracted. And they go on their own. And that ain't good. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. Also, illness. We know that. Some Worry. Of us, some of us have been through that. Mm -hmm. You get sick, it can distract you and, and really hurt your faith. Worry. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us don't worry about tomorrow. Ask me, say, Pastor. Pastor. Why don't you worry about tomorrow? Why don't you worry about tomorrow? Because I'm prepared for it. You want a scripture? Let me help you out. There's a Proverbs, and I, I would have wrote this if, if I could have. There's some lazy folks. And there's a Proverbs for lazy folks and unprepared folks. And so the, the great guy with wisdom says, since you're unprepared and you're lazy, go look at the ants. Listen to the book. They go look at the ants. Have y'all ever seen an ant pile? What are they doing? You ever see one in the winter? No. Guess why you don't see them in the winter? They're working in the summer, preparing for what? The winter. So they're not worrying about winter because they prepared for winter. And this church pastor tells you all to be, don't be an unprepared person in a prepared place. If you have got and you're not distracted and you take care of business like you're supposed to take care of business, you won't worry about tomorrow because you're already prepared for it. That's right. Right? All right. Okay. The last internal distraction is daydreaming. <laughs> yeah. So you ever daydream? And then something, you had to wake up and come to reality. 
that don't belong to you. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now let's turn to Luke 10, verse 38 through 42 from the Passion. So as Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. That's Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. Jesus came in, they invited him into the home, and okay. Yep, so then Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. And Mary sat down and she was wanting to listen to Jesus and get educated and get some knowledge so that she can go with her life, okay? But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. But here come Martha. Martha was a domestic woman. Instead of being in there with Jesus, she's, one, she's domestic. She's in the kitchen, cooking and doing all that stuff, all right? So she interrupted Jesus and that, said, She what? Interrupted Jesus. Okay, so oh. she interrupted Jesus. Huh? She's something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, keep going. She says, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? Yeah, and those, there's domestic woman. Hmm. You know, she'd rather be in the kitchen cooking instead of listening to Jesus. She's going to Jesus. Hold it, Jesus. I'm talking now. <laughs> why are you allowing her to sit here because those those people are always blaming other folks why she's in, what is she doing she's just trying to distract Jesus from doing the teaching he's doing all right mm -hmm. yes keep going then she told him you should tell her to get up and help me wow now Jesus hold up <laughs> I'm in this kitchen cooking and Mary's sitting up there listening to you you should be telling her to get in there with me. Mm. Now she's trying to distract Jesus and Mary. Mm -hmm. And there's people like that in your life. You see, you start going to church. A whole lot of things become more important than that. So why are you doing that? You ought to be doing such and such. Mm. Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> child, child, child. Keep going. So the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Why are you by all these distractions? Why are you in trouble by all these distractions? You see? Green beans and mashed potatoes, fried chicken, all that stuff. That was her concern. Temporary meals. Mary's getting a permanent meal. You see, Mary's getting something that's a permanent meal. Martha's dealing with temporary meals. And that's what happens with Christians too much. We're dealing with temporary things instead of dealing with permanent things. And the reason is because we get distracted. I have watched it come in this church. I've been doing this for years, watching this church. There are people, if I don't see them in, in, in a while, I know what's not happened to them. They done got distracted. And then some of them come back with they because what they got distracted from them wind up hurting them. All right? So he continues and states, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. That's what he's talking about. He's trying to tell her. Mary got the most important thing. She's wanting to learn more about Christ. She's wanting to know more about eternal salvation. Mm -hmm. Okay? She is undistracted. She is, yes, say it again. She is undistracted 
and I won't take this privilege from her. I like it. She's undistracted. Jesus says, and I'm not taking that privilege from her to go in the kitchen. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm taking my time because it's going to happen before the week's up. Somebody's going to get distracted. You may already be distracted in here. You see? All right. All right. Luke 9 and 62 Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. He's telling them, nobody that starts out working and then starts putting, looking back gets distracted. It's not certain for the kingdom of God. How many of you in here have been in churches all your life? Different churches, you're in there sitting there now and you're doing real good. Now you've got to rebuild everything because you put your hands to the plow and you look back. He's saying you don't want to look back because if you look back, it'll distract you. I've had to counsel people that were doing very good and somebody brought up something and they passed and they done this. And they got distracted by they pass. I've heard people, mostly women do this one. I've heard people do this one. I've been hurt, and I'm never going to get another relationship again. You see, and somebody comes in their life that's really good that God put there. And they got distracted about their past and done this. There have been people who've done bad things in relationships. Come on, y'all, look at me now. They've done bad things in relationships and got saved and, try, and became a new person in Christ. But you couldn't, people couldn't forgive them and love them because what? They kept doing this. You see? All right. All right. Okay. I'm trying to teach. We'll, we'll get a little louder next week. <laughs> Galatians 5 and 7. You were running a good race. Now, here's, I, this is like running, you know. I mm-hmm. love running. And, and Paul's telling him, say, you're running a good race. You're really running good. Listen to me, Christians. There's been many of you in here. You might be doing this now. You're running a good race. Who cut in on you mm-hmm. and kept you from obeying the truth? You're really doing good. Yeah. Running a real good race, and you let somebody cut in front of you. Yeah. There's, a thing, there's a thing they do in track when you watch the Olympics getting ready to come up here. You watch the track media. Say, don't get boxed in. And what they'll do is sometimes, uh, when especially distance runners, because they'll be like four people of the same country, and what they'll do is they, 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 they run together, and they take different terms if you watch them, and what they'll do is they'll try to box you in. And so what, what they'll tell you, the good coach will tell you, and I've had to tell some of mine, you get out front, stay out there. If you get out there, stay out there. Don't get boxed in, you see? And because if you get boxed in, you can't get out of there you lose the race. So you really were running a good race, but who boxed you in? You were running a good race, who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? Really knew it. And this is something that, how many of y'all got children? Don't raise your hands in here, but I know I'm looking at you. Some of y'all got children in the back there? All of them have the potential of making it. But maybe some won't make it because of this. You were raised in a good home, but who cut in? 
and stop you from obeying the truth. You need to talk to your kids about that. Every one of you all has got children. You use this scripture. Give them that scripture again, Galatians 5 and 7. You need to talk to your children about that. What pastor just told us, you can read. It's very simple. We want you to run a good race. We've put you in the right schools. We've tried to give you everything we can. We've encouraged you to do things. But you need to be careful, son. You need to be careful, daughter, because there will be people who want to cut in front of you and cause you not to obey the truth. You know, if I'd have had this here at 15, I'd have been in a better place. And for me personally, not for you all, because I wouldn't be here, but I'd been in a better place. Nobody told me about this. You see? Are you with me? All right. Am I doing all right taking it slow? And so some of you all, talk to your children. You're running a good race. We're doing everything we can to give you, get you to church, and to get you the information, to get you in the schools, to get you the right. We're doing everything we can. Son, but daughter, this scripture says, who cut in and kept you from obeying the truth? And you need to tell them. There are going to be people that's going to come in your life and tell you that you don't need to be a Christian. They're going to be tell your daughters. There's going to be a little boy that's going to tell you, you ain't going to get pregnant. Ask me how I know. I have two sons telling somebody that. That's why God got me up here. Because I done been through that. You see, some of us, some of us came from there. We know the fact. You see, I was an agent at one time of Satan. And got saved and got born again. That's why you all are blessed. And I'm not afraid to get up here and tell you the truth. You see what I'm saying? Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. You got to be careful. There's always somebody that wants to cut in to keep you from being the truth. Ladies, y'all some good looking women up in here. You're beautiful. Y'all beautiful up in here. You had the potential in here to be some, some tremendous people. That's on this side. Y'all women need to sit around and keep your mouth shut. I'm the man of this house. That's what the Bible say. Ain't never read nothing, but that's what the Bible say. You see? Are you with me? You see? And if you're not careful, you get somebody in your ear, and the next thing you're doing, you believing a lie. The next thing you're doing, you're believing a lie. You see? But the truth is, you're created in the image of who? Well, remember that when somebody starts putting you down. They used to call me, the Pastor Fields, some of, some of my friends, man, you're you kind of arrogant. You think you, you're better than everybody else. You ain't no better than nobody. So no, I'm, I'm better than a whole lot of folk. <laughs> you see, because I'm not going to allow. Come on here. Right. All right. So when it happens to you and you didn't listen to Pastor Fields, I wished I had a, don't be a wished I had a person. You got two ears. Remember, sometimes God's in one, Satan's in the other. Who are you going to listen to? Who's in your ear? Who are you listening to? Yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead with the next one. I'm sorry. Okay. Coming from Proverbs 4, verse 25 through 27 from the NIV, 
Let your eyes look straight ahead. And, and this is one thing, people, you need to get. Let your eyes get look straight ahead. Mm -hmm. Fix your gaze directly before you. Okay. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. This way. Here we go. Do Here not, we go. Yep. Here do, we go. The 27. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. When you start running and doing good in life, they're talking to you over here. They're talking to you over here. But you're going to stay focused here. Amen. You understand? Yes. All right. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2 from read, the Amplified. Read that again because I don't think folks got it like Oh, okay. Get it. <laughs> Just verse 27? <laughs> you can do the whole thing if you want. All right. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Where are you looking? Straight ahead. Where are you looking? Straight ahead. All right. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. You better think about it. And be thank you, steadfast in all your ways. 27. Again, do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Don't look this way. Don't look that way. Stay straight ahead. Amen. All right. Because somebody's over here trying to tell you something to get you to look over here. Somebody's trying to tell you something to get you to look over here, but you're going to say, not today. I'm looking straight ahead. That's right. You see? We have, we have people, and I'm not talking race, people, race, black, white, race. To people, people, human beings, have allowed too many people to distract us from being who God created us to be because we were looking to where the noise was. You can't, you ain't. No, I am. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. Now let's go to Hebrews 12, verse 1. Oh, I'm about done here, okay? Yeah. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, here we go, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, and we, that's us. Stripping off every unnecessary weight. Sometimes you got to strip off some things. Right. If you ever watch a, if you ever watch a uh, track meet, they warm up and, but when they get in the blocks, what do they do? They strip off all that because they don't want to carry any extra weight. You love me? Amen. Some of y'all carrying too much extra weight up in here. Mm -hmm. You need to get rid of some stuff. You need yes. You're carrying too much weight up in here. You need to get, I don't care, sure you didn't have good parents. You didn't know your father. No, you, know, you were abused. Were, you were abused. You see? Oh, strip that mess off. I'm getting rid of all that. I'm not letting anything hinder me from where I'm going. That's right. You're right? I'll never find anybody Y'all can say, man, all you single folk up in here. <laughs> I'll never find the right person in my life. You see, I'll never get that job, that promotion. I'm not qualified. 
asked me if you're qualified and you got to, what's the difference between being qualified and not qualified? When I'm not qualified and I get the job, that's called a miracle. Okay. I'm not qualified to be up here. Because I don't have a bunch of degrees. So I'm a miracle. You see what I'm saying? All right. So again, stripping off the unnecessary weight. The unnecessary what? Stripping off the necessary every weight. unnecessary weight. Why you can't all that <laughs> stuff? <laughs> I can't come up with a word. <laughs> Foolishness. Why are you carrying all that around? Yes, sir. Right. What's wrong with you? Right. You're saved now. Yeah. The Bible says when you got saved, what? Old things pass away and all things become new. And some people in this church, and I know some of you, once you get running, you go back and pick it up. No, I'm not carrying that weight anymore. You see, there are some people who might want to call you and say, Let's, we need to go over. No, we're not going over that anymore. I'm past that now. I'm not going to carry that weight anymore. You see, even some things that you have done to hurt some other people, you're sorry, you regret it, you're not going back there anymore. Because I'm not carrying that weight anymore. And don't put that weight on me. You understand? And I'm not going to allow you to put that weight on me. I'm tired. Let's go. (laughs) And also, when you go slow with a message like this, it fatigues you. And also, the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. And we know the sin which easily entangles us. We got to put that mess away. And you know what? What every one of us in here knows what we can handle, what we can't handle. You see, every one of us in here knows what we can handle, what we can't handle. You see, we're not going to be a church. uh, We ain't going to be no lying Christians up in here. Every one of us from here on has got something that we have to be careful with. That if we get back in it, it'll entangle us back up again. That's right. David was after God's own heart, folks. God loved David, but what happened to him? Hmm. He got caught up, got distracted. So we have the wisdom of the power of the Holy Spirit will tell us. The Holy Spirit will tell you, you need to leave that alone. The Holy Spirit tell you, don't go back there. The Holy Spirit, don't look right, don't look left. Keep moving, keep moving. All right? The Holy Spirit will tell you, don't get boxed in. You see? And usually it's the people in the race with you. I'm just saying. All right. All right. So let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. Each one of us has a race that's set before us, and let us run with endurance. We're yes. victorious people over here in Christ Temple North. Yeah. We're going to run with the races in front of us. We ain't, no, we, no, we runners over here. But not only we runners, but we winners over here. Yeah. We're not going to get boxed in. We're not going to carry extra weight. That's not who we are. We are free and free indeed in Christ Jesus. We're going to stay focused on the path that Christ has for us, and we're not going to be looking to our, the left and the right, and we're not going to be looking back because some, some of us came from some hard places, did not we? Some of us done some bad things, did not we? But we have been born again. That's what it says. We've been born again. We have a new DNA. We run in a race, a different race now. And so I'm not inferior anymore. I'm superior. Say that. I'm not inferior anymore. I'm superior. So run like that. All right. Amen.
you know, uh, there's a, years ago, you Chief fans, it's, well, it's most of y'all too young, but years ago, the Chiefs used to have some bad boys, okay, players, and they'd go play with the Raiders. You remember that years ago, if anybody's old enough, they'd wind up going playing with the Raiders and be all pro. All right? Because they needed to be in that atmosphere. Okay? But they were a distraction over here. You know, because the Raiders were bad boys back in the day, right? And so, but, but these, that wouldn't work over here. So they traded them over here. And they became all pro. And somebody stepped up for the guy that traded over here and came all pro over here. You got to know what game you're in and what team you're on. Okay? Where you belong. You Christ up north? Amen. You got pinstripes. All right. All right. You know what that means, Yankees. Y'all right? know the Yankees, all right? You ever see the scrubby looking Yankee? Can you wear a beard if you play for the Yankees? Can you wear a facial hair if you play for the Yankees? That's who we are. We cleaned up up here. We the best of the best in this church. Next, that's who we are. That's right. So somebody come, you want to use one of this, somebody come with use mess, say, don't start no mess, there won't be none. <laughs> I'm playing, don't say that, go ahead. <laughs> let me end this up. All right, so <laughs> lastly, again, let us run, looking away from all that will distract us. We're going to run, looking away from all that will distract us and, and focus on the eyes of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Let, let us repeat that. Mm-hmm. Looking away, go ahead. Looking on, away from all that will distract and focus our eyes on Jesus. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Amen to that.